Hey guys, welcome to another episode on this podcast. I know this is not the usual me that would have shouted at the beginning, but then this is a very special episode and basically I'm dedicating this episode to all the Nigerian youth out there because we've been doing a great work so far and on this episode I, I have guests and we're talking about a very delicate and sensitive topic and yeah and that's why we are here to talk about a lot of things that have been going on for the past one week yeah I Winifred I Ola hi Faith it's good to be here again hi Mr Ola hi Faith yeah, you should really I apologize to your you. listeners because you, you went all without any prayer of notice. Well, I'm, I'm really sorry. It was it was too much work on my neck and all that. I missed being here. Yeah, welcome It feels back. good to be back here. I'm tendering yeah, my own reserve So apology. guys, if you're listening to this episode, definitely, I, I know you're aware that Winifred had uh, an episode with me. So you can just go back and scroll back to my old episodes and check out the episode with Winifred. So on this podcast, on this episode today, we'll be talking about the youth versus government. So this topic is because of the social movement that has been on against the um, SAS special anti-robbery squad. And this movement started on Twitter because of the brutality and killing and oppression that SARS has been, um, SARS have kind of like been killing youth and they've been oppressing us, even me, because I'm a victim. Not like I'm a direct victim, but then, but then I have people around me who have actually experienced this before. They've experienced this oppression and brutality and it is not really awesome. So now today we'll be talking about SARS talking about the youth and talking about the government so Ola before I move on what do you have to say about this um, whole movement going on yeah thank you Faith I, I feel like um this is long overdue like for years we've been suppressed for years we've been experiencing police brutality I more than once more than twice more than three times many times I've been harassed by the police and the average Nigerian youth is ready we guys we can attest to that fact that as long as you're a young man and you're not dressed in shirt and tie with your ID card hanging from your neck, you're a potential, I don't know, customer of SARS, of police generally, because I've been stopped even by a normal police officer. So I think this is long overdue, and I'm really happy that the youths are finding their voice now. I'm really happy. It's tough. Yeah, it's really tough, but I'm happy we're finding our voice. Yeah, right. So this movement started last week on Twitter, and between the... Between 9th of October till now, the hashtag enters are generated over 20 million tweets. When I read about this, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I'm so happy that Nigerian youths are doing something awesome at this moment. No leader, nobody is leading us. We're just doing things and we're so coordinated. So, Winifred, what can you say about this? Okay, um, first of all, I feel like... Um, the police, right? I think their target is basically anybody. But Mr. Ola said that um, people who are not putting on shirt and tie, well, I've seen people on shirt and tie get harassed by the police and SARS. I've seen people who are well-dressed get harassed by SARS. So I don't think that there's any criteria for being harassed. I feel like it's just a thing. I, I can't wait to the point where we get to start sharing our stories because trust me, there's a lot of things I'm going to be saying on here that I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of anger in my heart, but I'm trying not to be angry already. I feel like it's too early. <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> it's too early in this episode to be angry. So let let me just calm down. But then I'd like to say, first of all, everybody gets harassed by SARS, and it's becoming out of hand. Yeah. And when you read all the stories, and you know, the, yes, everybody. When you read everything that everybody has said. All the stories that people have said, all their experiences that they have recounted, you see that truly, just like Mr. Allah said, this is really long overdue. Like, how come we have gotten, how come we let, we allowed it get this far before we began to speak, right? But I'm, I'm really very happy about this movement and I hope that nobody gets hurt in the process anymore. Right. I hope that this this gets this is as peaceful as it gets. It ends as peaceful as it started, and then I just hope it's yes, it yields positive results. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, 
like I read so many stories on social media and I kind of like cried because I can't imagine me carrying placards and one police officer would just shoot me because I tried to lend the voice. It 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 was really uh heartbreaking, but then I'm just praying that none of this would happen anymore. So in case you are listening and you are not aware of how SARS actually came into being in Nigeria, this is for you so you can listen carefully now. SARS was founded in 1992. In case you're not aware, and it was funded to perform undercover um, operations against crimes associated with robbery, more like kidnapping and robbery and everything. But then nowadays, like for like some years now, I said everything about the issues about SARS since 2012. Like some years now, SARS have been accused of violating human rights, illegal arrest, murder, sexual harassment, and brutality. You can imagine. I kind of like. I kind of like thought about it that if the government could actually um, fund SARS, if can kind of like bring up that initiative that they should just work against robbery. So how come they now grown wings to start harassing people to start mud? people anyhow like i kind of like read about different stories of victims and i was shocked i was like oh my god nigeria is so bad like when you feel Ola, can you feel what i'm feeling i was just so surprised like so now talking about this how do you think the government is reacting to this although i know that the government has not really said anything tangible yet but what do you think how can you analyze the reaction of the government, Winifred? I feel like the government has been extremely quiet. And that's not nice. I feel like the government has been so silent. The government has not said anything. The government has been saying the same thing that they have been saying for years now, the same thing that has, that has not been working for the country. The government has been extremely quiet. The government has not done anything. And that is very unfair. I also feel like this is probably because this is not affecting them affecting any of their kids affecting any of their because of course we know that most of our top officials their kids are probably abroad mm-hmm. even even the ones that do not have money even the ones the least of them would be in one of our neighboring african countries they're not here in nigeria so all these things we are crying about you're clamoring about they haven't been affected by it so right. i feel like that's probably why they are quiet and then for some reason, I still think the government is clueless, especially our federal government is clueless. <laughs> they don't know what to do. They don't have any exactly. idea of what to do. They're clueless. And then thirdly, I also feel like they think we are bluffing. They are probably, I'm, I'm, just yeah, imagine, right. I'm just imagining our president sitting with toothpick in his mouth, you know, just saying, ah, what are these youths doing? <laughs> Don't worry, just give them next week. They will come off it. Ah, come off it. They are just being kids. They are being, they are joking, they are playing. I can just imagine the government, our president, thinking that this is a joke. I mean, of course, I saw a video of him laughing when um, Lagos State governor was presenting our five demands to him. I saw a video of him laughing. Exactly. Like, this man actually thinks we are joking. So those are the three things I feel. I feel like, first of all, they've been quiet. Secondly, they're clueless. And then they think we're joking. Wow, this is really heartbreaking. But then, I, I'm not a politician, and I really do not know like politics. But I like to comment the activities of um, Sowolu, the government governor of Lagos State. He has really been trying, like at least he talks to us and everything. So before I proceed, I would like to tell us that we have people that are calling in for this show. So someone is already calling in. Hola, Winifred, I'm about to pick up. So you, okay, yeah. cool. Hi, hello. Hi, good evening. Good evening, this is Lara. Hi, Lara. Good evening. Great to hear from you. Thank you for calling in. So now I'll have I have a I have a few questions to ask you. What can you say about this movement, Enters? Exactly. Like that 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 sudden switch really surprised me because 
some some weeks ago we were talking about big bin Nigeria and everything but now we are now back to business and what can you say about the reaction of the government to this movement oh well i think it's basically it shocked you <laughs> 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 it was it doesn't look like no we don't even want to shut up But then hopefully they, they fulfill our demands because that is what what will be the way forward right now. Without fulfilling our demands, I don't think the youth yeah, are really ready to stop. At this point, because it will be their best interest to fulfill the demands. Yeah, at right. This point. Yeah. Right. That's right. Thank you, Lara, for calling in. Thank you so I much. Have yeah, have you. a great time. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that was it. Mr. Ola, Winifred, did you hear what she said? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, did. So Wow. Wow. So, Winifred, you already talked about the reaction of the government. Ola, what can you say? What is your own view about what the government is doing? We're actually dealing with very seasoned warriors who, number one goal is to look out for themselves. And there's anything the government has proven to us right now. It's not only are they unwilling to help us succeed, they're actually working against us. So from all their reactions and everything, yeah, a few of them are actually caring, like Sheima Kinde of Oyo State, like um, Somolu, um, of Lagos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in Lagos. These people actually care. Yes, they actually care, but where we're supposed to actually hear something good from the presidency, from up there, the only thing we're hearing is sorries and excuses upon excuses, based on what Osibanjo said. Even our president did not even come out to grant uh, a press briefing. He read out the speech with his head bowed down all through. A pre-recorded video was what he gave to us. In a time where there's civil unrest, where the youth are agitating, this man is someone that is our president, supposed to be like our father figure, that's supposed to speak to us and calm things down. So if there's anything that I'm going to surmise from everything that is going on right now, is that the government doesn't care about us, one. And two, the government is actually the mm, cog in the wheel okay. of our progress. And three, we are our own government. And we are proving it right now that I think right now, right. the fight is ours and ours alone. And I wouldn't advise anybody to actually right. care about the government at this point. Because if there's anything the government is going to mm -hmm. do, it's the same thing yeah. that done. Hold us back. Put us under. I mean, when everything was going on and people were fighting for their lives, youths were looking for a chance to leave. The president was commissioning <laughs> uh, Keke. Oh my god. We're we we ju we just graduate. jokers to them. They feel like we're jokers. I think the thing is, our government put us under, I don't know, they set. Yeah, so they don't regard us. For us. Break out and do things for ourselves. They didn't give us light, they didn't give us good road, they didn't give us water, they didn't give us good health uh, and all that. But we broke out, we started creating things for ourselves. And we are doing things that are new to them and they feel like the only thing they can do is to try to always bring us under them. I always say something, the government we have is always looking to control us, not to give us a chance to live up to our best. And I think they are proving it time after time. And this time is like the biggest they are proving it before the whole world. Yeah, right. Because I, I kind of like read some tweets and I realized that people in India, New York City, Canada, everyone around the world, they're tweeting about answers. And yeah, Bravo isn't so anything. It just shows, it just shows how, how how bad it is. Our government doesn't really like regard us or read us at all. And it is really annoying. Well, my, my, Michael Jackson sang it. Michael Jackson sang Yeah, it, they don't they care really about care us, really. <laughs> yeah, right. When if I was saying something the other time that SARS is not really the only thing we should scrap in Nigeria, but then I would like Winifred to talk about that so she can buttress her point. Then we can yeah. Talk. yeah. I was saying that, I was saying that, um, you said this and SARS, um, I saw if, I saw an image and I feel like that clearly explains how I feel in my mind, right? So I saw an image of like a tree. You know how a tree is, 
right so the part where we can see i saw nsas and then the roots beneath the soil i saw end corruption i saw end end money laundering or money looting of our money looting of public funds i saw end bad governance i saw end a lot of things that they wanted to end so this nsas is like you know this this made us realize that there are so many things the government the government is failing on a daily basis to do for us so this this protest just gave us just opened our eyes right okay fine we don't have good roads we don't have anything nothing works for the, an average nigerian youth in this country nothing works for us we're doing everything ourselves we're struggling they're not even making things good enough they're not our, our standard of living is like below average we cannot compete with our our mates in the outside world we can't compete with anybody outside nigeria like as old as i am i can't even afford anything compared to my mates out there i have to struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle to get a car of my own i, I don't think i have to struggle that much out there do you understand what i'm saying so there's a lot of struggles for an average nigerian youth we can't even read in peace there's actual strike we can't even nothing we don't have good internet we don't have anything in this country so then we're just asking for one simple thing we're just asking to leave we're just asking to fine don't give us all of these things it's your money do everything you want to do you're looting funds right continue just let us be so this 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 entire protest is like for me i feel like there are a lot of things under it it's anger it's angry nigerians yeah. speaking out it's like it's not just it's not just the fact that yes um and sars is killing and harassing that's it too but then there are so many other things so many things that are not working in this country that our youth are angry about that's why on one part we can hear people say entire on another part we can hear revolution and then somehow people use it interchangeably that's because there, there are a lot of things a lot of things that we just want to put an end to yeah right and i can hear a lot of people saying they are waiting for 2023 because huh, oh i do not think we want anybody as old as the country ruling us anymore we have had enough we have had enough of all the false promises enough of all the lies enough of all the corruption we've had enough of ghosts ruling us i mean how can we not have anything at all from the president how can he not say a thing that the first thing we the first reaction we've seen from him is is him laughing really even someone who that we're talking about it took him a very long time for him to talk yeah, it took right. him a really long time to talk i yeah. felt really pained because i wait, actually wait, thought wait, that wait, 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 can you can you can you please hold on we have a caller okay okay hi good evening thank you for calling in on this show can you please um tell us your name Hey, uh, my name is Tiga. I'm on YouTube. Yeah, I'm Tiga. So on this episode, I have two guests. I have Ola and I have Winifred. So definitely, we we'll ask you a question now. As regards the Enters movement, what do you think about it? What are your views about this movement? I, I think that my views are in alignment with the majority of the youth that have gone out on the street to, to protest and to be uh, voiced out. Okay. And none of the problems that have been happening in that Strategy. Not leaders, representatives. Is that this is about this 
age right now with technology is they can go into a room and whatever is happening there is broadcast live, on live broadcast. So everybody understands what's happening outside of watching. And, and you can bring it to some other guys like Amnesty International and some other in the end of the entire process. Well, this should work. This should really work because, but then I'm scared for Nigerians because if we should have representatives and they have to like do everything on a live broadcast, I'll show how that they won't go behind closed doors and do something else. No, because whatever resolution we have on live broadcast, we have it on tape, it's on video, it's recorded. Whatever resolution that they come to on live broadcast, that's the resolution we provide. Not whatever thing that means we are saying that I have before uh, the meeting or after the meeting or whatever So Winifred and Ola, do you have any questions for Otiga before he leaves? Oh well, I just I just thought about it. I feel like one of the reasons we don't even have representatives is because it's a very risky, it's a very risky course. Right? It's quite risky. Like I feel like what what if they come for what what if they come for the person? What if they come for the thing is the fact that they can't come for one yeah. person already makes this already makes this very um very what's the word now we've been progressing with this because they cannot come for okay. one person okay they can't name one person and then lock up the person or put the or put the person behind yeah, bars yeah. or fame of the person because it's like it's like what well, it's like it's yeah. all of us tickets it's like it's all of us no no That's right. Thank you for your views. Thank you for sharing this with us. So, uh, oh, yeah, the listeners are listening and definitely they will, be, they will have some thoughts in their mind right now. Yeah, thanks. Otiga, I'll talk to you some other time. Alright, All right. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Ola, did you hear what Otiga yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, I heard. Especially the interesting part about... So, what, what, what can you really say about representatives? Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. I feel like having representative is the is the most dangerous i don't know how to put it but it's not advisable because i feel like one of the reasons why this process is this effective is because exactly know who to target yeah so like i said one of the reasons why this process is this effective at this point is because um they cannot know to pinpoint to arrest or to kill or most importantly to bribe because assuming they could pinpoint one particular person that is a major voice and they can find the price of this person. You know, in a new generation where we are, where things are really, really materialistic, it's best money is not used to test anybody. It's best we don't take yeah. that risk because we can say this person is loyal to the cause. We can say this person has integrity and all that. But in this generation, everything is materialistic and everything is goes for a price. I feel like anybody can be bought. So yeah. I don't really buy the idea of a representative. The thing is, we made what we want clear to them. We exactly. Are not the we are not the youth. What we want is end SARS. We are the youths. We want you to end SARS. We want to feel safe. That's all. Or reform the police. Most important, end SARS and reform the police. That is what we are asking for first. So I don't think they need representatives to say, okay, we've heard you. It's either we've heard or we've not heard. That's just the thing. That's the two sides of this coin. The government either say, okay, yes, we've heard and we've accepted, or we've heard but we don't accept. So that's the only way we can play out. So when we are talking about representatives, we are talking about a weak link because I want yeah. to call them a strong. Because now it is millions against them. But by the time you put in um, representatives, that is 
millions on one side of us, them on one side, and the weak link in the middle. And if they cannot reach everybody, they can reach the representatives. Easy. Yeah, right. They might That's not even hurt representing. They might be their family or their kids or something. Right. Just the way people we, just what we first said at that time. Yeah. So and picking representative means we are considering negotiating. Exactly. And we might not get it. We yeah. I was thinking that. And we don't have an option. If we settle for anything apart from what we want, the best is everybody just does their passports or look for a slave ship to come and pack all of us <laughs> because we are going to stay in hell. Yeah. So that's what I think. I was I was thinking about that too. Like I was going to say the only the only time that the government um the government the only time that we need an, an representative for anything is for negotiation reasons, right? Let's take mm-hmm. Asu for instance. Let's take Asu for instance. When they are striking, the government wants to okay, they're putting forward their demands. They're saying this is how much we want, this is what we want. The government is saying, Oh, you know what? Let's talk to your representatives. And the government calls the representatives and says, look, we can't afford this. This is what we're going to give you. And the representatives go back to the body and say, oh, look, this is what we're going to get. End strike. That's not what we want. We're not negotiating anything. We're not asking for less. We're not saying do this, do that. We're not saying, okay, you can give us this woman. Mm-mm. We've given you five things that we want. We have given our demands. We either It's either you do it or you don't. We don't want half of it. There's no need for representatives. We are not. We are not. We are not asked to. We are not. Um, we are not Labour Congress. But then, but then, aside representatives, I feel if you have the right strategy, this will be effective. Or what do you think? Ha! Uh-huh. Strategy. I don't know how the youth came about this, but I feel like this is enough. We just need to continue with this. Mm-hmm. Basically, Ola, what the fact that this. Yeah, I'm, I'm really winning heavy <laughs> on that. Like, I wouldn't call... We are not a generation exactly. of strategists. We, 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 we are not warriors. We are not warriors. is a retired major general. You understand? Those ones, they know strategy. That's why I said we are dealing with old warriors. They know strategy of battle. They know how to win a war. But we are not. But what we are doing at this pace, with what we have unplanned, after coming out of a, a, a month of lockdown, this 2020 has been a whole but if we can still have this at this point, then I'm saying we're yeah. trying. Yeah. So I won't really say mm-hmm. we have a strategy. I wouldn't say we have a strategy, but if, what we are, if we can persist with this and nobody gets fired or distracted, this is... I like the fact that we didn't have to have meetings upon meetings upon meetings. Exactly. Have to talk to people. Let's, very spontaneous and then very, very effective. Like, so far, we're getting what we... But like, we're getting the desired response that we want, not from the government, of course, but from other bodies. We're getting the desired response we want from, like, from people in other countries. Like, you don't want to know how this is trending. Of course, you know how this has trended already and it's still trending. And we didn't have to plan it. We're not like the older generation. Just like Ola said, we don't have to start sitting down and do meeting one meeting, meeting two, meeting three. It's first reading, second reading. It's not. We're not passing any. It's not a bill you are trying to pass. You know, in fact, I feel like let's just continue because <laughs> I have a problem. I feel like I have a very huge problem with our older generation. Yeah. And they, they, I do, I do. I think I do. the older generation, they are kind of like submissive. They take shit. very, very submissive. Yeah. In fact, every I think they are really they, they were okay with the mediocre life. Exactly. So every time you try to even okay speak up, life. they see. In fact, they see speaking up as disrespect. They see trying to speak yes. up, like trying to talk for yourself, trying to act like okay, trying to even demand for your rights they see it as distress like you don't know enough like you exactly like you don't know enough i actually recently challenged someone who is an elder i told him look you can i will respect you because you are elderly right just because you're an elder but in the same way i will not allow you disrespect me just because you're an elder mm-hmm. like it has to go it has to go both ways so you don't tell me to just keep quiet you don't tell me okay it's enough no we're not ours is not a generation that just keeps quiet has not a generation that would start going over and over and over and over and over one thing you know how it is in our offices we don't even need to do too many meetings we just come brainstorm do this do that do that we are done we, we're getting the results in two days that's how we roll this is this is the jet age this is not people that are 84 are still really us. that's why probably exactly yeah, like it's for just so annoying that means for, for, for an elderly man to be ruling us, that means something is wrong. There was one that was that trying means, to think about it. That's why they're asking for a president. The president does not even know what 
technology is it's not technologically inclined and i was like oh my god what is this it's just what so are annoying. you saying when you when you say see the, the reason the reason we haven't even gone far in this country is because we're still letting people that do not know where their same port is rule us in 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 a so-called technology age in a jet age this is the jet age every other country has moved up to the jet age yeah. someone who does not know the difference between a sim port and a memory card slot is still ruling us where are we even going they are printing out tweets they're collecting money allowance tweets allowance to print out tweets from twitter even in colored what the what are we doing really let's i don't want i don't want us to like digress let's just continue with this answer <laughs> answer moment okay so we, we are almost lot. done and if a caller should call him just take one more calls for now and yeah but before a, a call comes in can we talk about the social media as it too like i'm so impressed that we can use our social media to advantage now like i'm a media student and social media is not like like everybody's in so when i realized that people are actually making use of twitter and instagram to lend their voices i was like damn this is what we are talking about so Ola, what can you say about social media so right now as you were speaking about social media just something occurred to me that i think social media if not for social media is like the major difference between now and the yeah. old days. The fact that a platform can connect everybody and we can all speak at once. If there was no social media, this um NSAS protest that is happening right mm-hmm. now would be happening. Now most people might think it started, but it started up to like I think two, three years ago with um Sega Link. Yeah. It's then there was only little, little Sega Sega Link that but now that people are now very, very inclined, like and I feel like what's helped this protest the most on social media was the fact that we came out of the Lekon era into this. You know, BB Niger buzzing on social media, all that gave us all this connection. There were a whole lot of um, yeah. Lekon fans, the icons and all that. So people already had this uniform spirit already. People had already formed connections, people already formed small communities and built communities together. So that was what helped this protest be effective. Because all that buzz on social media, that thing opened and we started to see NSAS. So I feel like what really drove this protest this much was the fact that social media helped us to build communities of people that have like minds. Mm-hmm. And that propelled, you know, the idea that it is time for us to stop this thing. I think what delayed it this long was the fact that someone was going, best talk, who best talk, who go out there and just talk. But now, just a tweet gained momentum. And people transferred it from social media. This started on social media, and now it is out there. So I feel like without social media, we would have had this protest right now. We'll yeah, right, right. Mr. Lazarus, can you can you please hold on? Someone is calling. Okay. Hi, Bolu. Good evening. Yeah, thank you for calling in. Like you're calling in on this episode. So, uh, before you called in, I was talking about social media as a tool. How the youth have been able to make use of social media as a tool. So, what can you? Say about that in respect to this movement of exercise. I I have been following the line of thought for for the past couple of years now, and I found out that one of the most powerful inventions that we can possibly take is actually the smartphone. And I've seen how the smartphone has been able to play its role in the current revolution. Of course, we we all protest right now. Um, If the smartphone did not exist, the smartphone. That's great. So, aside social media as a tool, what can you really say about these answers? Do you think the government will actually grant our five demands? I think that the government understands one language, and that is force, and that is people staying on their ground. So, one of the things that we found out is when about this movement is that there is no leader, and typically means that there is nobody that they condone. 
about the fact that we don't have representatives do you think we need to have representatives to represent us for this movement Exactly. Honestly, I, I think I think that social media I think social media has helped us because I, I don't think we would have learned of the experiences of people without the help of social media yeah. you get I feel like social media has if not for anything has helped us to know that know of the experiences we, we've heard their stories through social media yeah. right I have personally I personally went to dig deep. I don't know why I, I particularly um, got interested in one particular victim story, but I, I dug really deep. She's one of the um, leaders of the Abuja protest. Let me not call her leader, but she's at the forefront of the protest in Abuja because her brother was allegedly shot, was killed allegedly by the notorious OC um, for of the Anambra Stars. And I read the story and I, I just, I feel like I wouldn't have even known because this thing happened as far back as 2012 and I wouldn't have known if not for the social media mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't have known that it's not even just him, there are several other bodies in that river we wouldn't have we wouldn't have seen the pictures if not for social yeah, media you're right, you're right. Yeah, so if not, if not for anything, aside the fact that it, it helped the world know that okay this is what Nigerians 
are currently up to. It helped us connect. It helped us build like a family, like a community. Yeah. It also helped us learn of other people's stories. Yeah, just, just, like, other just like Mr. Ola said, Mr. Ola also talked about community, the fact that we already united before this happened. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. I have I've heard ton, ton of experiences since this protest started and, and honestly, I'm so displeased at the Nigerian government for even being quiet. You know, some of them say that they have gone to the government, they have gone to government for status, and nobody has said anything about it. Like they, it's like, it looks as if they are they are they are quiet on purpose, right? It's not like it's not like it's an unplanned quietness. They are quiet on purpose. Like they are also trying to protect, just like Ola said, they are also trying to protect their own interests. Interest. Like they have, like their stakes, like their stakeholders in this particular thing, like their stakeholders in SARS harassment, like their stakeholders in SARS killings. I don't know. I want to believe that the government is a part of it. Because if the government really okay. is, then we are, we have a huge problem in this country. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe I believe that the government is in on it. I believe. For example, that um, one for that OC SARS, for him to be saying, I killed your son, because I know that story. I've heard of that story before this answer started. I had a story, I think, earlier this year. Like, the man said to them, to the, to the father's face, I killed Point to have said that that means the government is involved. Yes, he has, he has backing. So I heard something today that confirmed that in a way the government is in it. Do you know SARS mm-hmm. is supposed to be facing armed robbers, right? And it's yeah. a dangerous job that everybody yeah. wants to run from. Now I heard that people, police officers pay up to 250, 300k to join SARS. Why? Because that is where they can extort money from people and nobody will hold them. That's why you don't see a regular police doing it. You won't see a Mopo going to harass Yahoo boys. You won't see a Mopo stopping and starting on the road. They said it's an express. But SARS can enter any year because they are a tactical um, unit. So people pay up to 250, 300. People that say they know police. Somebody said he knew of a guy that a police officer that paid one M and eventually they didn't put it, they took him to the ASP or something, they took him somewhere else that the money he paid is not enough to enter. Really? Like when he says, if you pay, if you pay money very well, if you are bringing in money very well for your superiors, hmm, this country, you far. Wow. That is why, that is why, they, that is why people are hearing, you know, they've been hearing about police brutality since, but nobody did anything. Because somebody is profiting from it, somebody is getting returns. Oh my God, it. this is sad. This, this, this is just the way it is. So really sad. So I feel like that is why government were quiet all this while. You know, when you, when you talked about when you talked about their superiors profiting from it, I just realized. I just remembered my my brother's story. My own brother has been harassed wow. by SARS. My 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 blood brother, and it's so annoying because you need to see my brother. If, if you've seen me physically, you know how I look. I'm a nerd. I wear glasses. I have eye problems. My brother wears glasses too. My brother is a nerd. My brother doesn't even look. He has a very small stature, looks very innocent, won't even hurt a fly. Like, that's basically how he is. On that particular day, he was dressed regularly. Regular clothes, no iPhone, no dreads, nothing. So this is like for those who keep saying, okay, SARS will not harass you if you're well-dressed. My brother was clearly well-dressed properly like just regularly dressed on his way with a small knapsack on his way home and then sas took him to just they stopped him and hey hey move move police police and he's like ah, ah police care and they shoved him into their wow. van and they were driving off and he was like um hello someone is here <laughs> and they didn't even listen so they're just driving off and i was like wait where are you guys taking me to okay police yeah what have, what have i done and then they were like where are you going to where are you coming from you know all those mm-hmm. unnecessary questions and he kept answering them what do you do for a living? I'm a student. What school? Unilag. Where are you coming from? Unilag. You picked me around in Lag area. I'm obviously coming from there. Where are you going to? I'm going home. Yeah. I said this before. What do you want? Where's your phone? He gave them. They un- he unlocked his phone. He gave them. They searched everything. Checked his account balance. Of course, he's a student. Doesn't have money. They probably saw like a thousand naira there. And they just left it wow. for him. They were already enough. The next thing, according to my brother, the next thing one of them said was... Hey, another market, another market, wow. another market, and they threw out of the van and dragged in another person. That's that's crazy. That's it. That's what referred wow. to him as another market. He said that's when he came out, he, he yeah, was at first shocked, and then he was like, "Wait, 
markets. So this is like a means of making money for these people. So this is what they see this. This is what it is for them. So what if he had maybe, what if he had like 10K there? What if I had just sent him money? Maybe that time he had called me, ah, Big Sis, send me some money now. And I just sent him like 10K. They would have just taken the poor boy's money. So they regarded it as they regard it as as a means of livelihood, as a means of living, and it should end, if not for any reason, for the innocent ones who have been in SARS custody for years, for the innocent ones who have also died in SARS custody. This has to end. This has to end. People are tired. People are angry. This yeah, has, to, has end. to end. This so I, to I, have, I have one more question to ask Mr. Ola and Winifred. So. I'm kind of like disturbed about the fact that people share food and drinks during protests. Like, what do you think about this, Mr. Ola? Do you think it is right? Like, I kind of feel like, what if they poison the food and drinks? Yeah, I, I get your point. But the thing is, sometimes you're in a situation where you don't have a choice, but just have faith that the people you are with are good people. We can't take away the food part away because some people are joining this protest because of what they will see to eat. Some people are happy to be there because there's food. So, and not everybody can be there physically, but people feel like anywhere I can contribute, let me contribute. That is how the food came to play. So I feel like we cannot minus the food away from the protest, poison or no poison. We can only hope and pray that such people are not in our midst. Okay. Hmm. Well, I, I really do hope people eat with caution, eat with care, because I'm this kind of person, I'm always kind of sensitive to anything that happens around me. So, Winifred, what do you have to say about this? I don't know. I haven't actually thought about it. Like, this is the first time I'm even considering that, oh, okay, that's true. What if they actually poison the food? But then again, um, people who share this food, mm-hmm. right? People who share this food, people who prepare this food and share it, they they know those who are for us, right? And they know those who are against. Let me just put it that way. They know who are who, those who are for us, those who are against us. So they obviously will also not take this food from those who are against us. I don't know how I don't know how else to put it. Like this is my this is a raw yeah, this is actually a raw thought. I haven't thought about it until now. Yes, but I feel like okay, they know that okay, this is coming from our people. So that's why I mean, they are even accepting it in the first place. That's why they are accepting to share it in the first place. And then I read the story of someone who was like, he's a, he's a homeless person, just yeah. runs about the street. But he feels like this protest has given him a voice, like he has given him Family. a home mm-hmm. that Nigeria has never given him yes, in a while. So uh, if, if, that's, if that's his own, people go there to eat. If, that, yeah, if that's what they are gaining from the protest, at least someone yeah. is gaining something from something. At least something is working for some Nigerians. Yeah, you get at least something is working for them. At least there, there's hope again. So, uh, I mean, well, if, if people are going to eat, I don't think I will go to the protest to eat because I don't think I like to eat outside. But for those who don't mind, well, <laughs> they can go yeah. ahead, really. For those who don't mind, yeah, they can go ahead. It's, it's, it's also a way of encouraging yeah. people, you know. Nigerians love yeah, food a lot. Nigerian youths love food a lot. Yeah, and vibes, yes, and vibes. So, um, I mean, I, I heard there's Asun, I heard there's everything. That's I'm nice. like, okay, this is not yeah. even a protest anymore. This is cool. <laughs> this, I, is I, like, I like this is like Nigerians just chilling. Everyone. Like, I mean, on the protest ground, there's a DJ, there's an hype man. Uh-uh, please, we need to enjoy ourselves while we are trying to live Exactly, our exactly. So while we are protesting, this is my generation. My generation is a cruise, <laughs> is a cruise-like generation. We don't like to stress ourselves. We don't take life too hard. Like all this meeting, 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 negotiation, representative. We're not used to it. We've told you what we want. We have put everything on the table. We're yeah, chilling, chilling, waiting for you to. You are chilling. Like we don't like to. We don't like stress yeah, in our right, generation. Right. Please. So, um, guys, thank you for doing this with me. And if you've been, if you've been listening so far to what we've been talking about, please, uh, I would like to advise you that if you are going to a protest ground, be careful. Don't take too much load with you. Keep your phone. Make sure you keep your bags very well. And also, you listen to what Otega said, Lara and Bolu. And yeah, we shared our ideas and different views. I know you have questions, but then and if you know you have questions, then just send us a DM on um, Instagram at live lessons with Faith underscore, or you send me a DM on on Twitter and Instagram at Faithday underscore. Yeah, on the final note, Ola, what do you have to say to our audience? All right, it was really nice speaking with you guys and speaking for you guys to an extent. 
but there's just one last time I want to say to the audience listening to this is when we only fight for our life like I remember when lockdown started the vibes and all that the momentum the giveaways and all that I died down this is not the case now we're not in a don't rush challenge we're not in a bob daddy challenge that we die down we're in a fight for our lives so we must not give up we must not wear out are we ready to go a month two months a year two years we must not give up because freedom is not given easily by the oppressors you have to keep pushing so i just i implore everybody listening out there find an anchor find a resting place so when you get tired you go there but you don't quit we must get what we want for ourselves and for our born kids we must not relent we can have our way we youths can have a voice we have a voice it's right. time to use it without getting tired right please we shouldn't get distracted yes yeah, so, it's okay thank continue. you mr Lasso. So, over so to you Winifred. god bless you well everything mr Ola said like i totally agree with everything he said the power of the people is greater than the people in power so we have to keep picking up we have to keep speaking up we have to keep talking and talking in every way we can like we have to keep fighting for what we know that is ours nigeria is ours nigeria is our country we shouldn't be we shouldn't be scared in our own country this is not a case of black lives matter this is our country all of us the oppressors and the oppressed we are all blacks nobody is created differently nobody is above the law so we can get what we want i'm just really praying for the safety of everyone out there especially those at the forefront those protesting those on the protest grounds i'm really praying for their safety and i know that god who knows that this is a good cause will Amen. definitely fight for Amen. us thank you winifred thank you Ola. thank you guys for listening yeah. yeah you can check winifred on instagram yeah the handle is at the winified D winified c-h-e-w-i-n-i-f-i-e-d yeah i'm so that's it guys thank you for listening have a great time thank you faith yeah thank you guys thank you 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 very much for bringing us here